0: Hey, this is The Mark Butler Show, episode 27. And I want to do a few episodes that I'm going to call, as a group, Bookkeeping 101. The reason I want to do this is that I think there are too many business owners, especially business owners who are in their first year or two of business, and I'm thinking about coaches, consultants, freelancers, service providers who are excited about their craft, they're excited about their work, but they're not excited about the numbers. Too many people are intimidated by the numbers. We kind of have this, especially in the United States, I feel like my generation has an attitude about I'm not good at math and maybe math education wasn't great in the schools. I'm not sure, but for some reason people have major fear around dealing with the numbers in their business and also in their personal life. So of course, the whole reason my business exists is to help my clients have perfectly clear information about their finances and use that information to make the best decisions they possibly can as they try to grow their business and reach their goals. A business has a mission. A business has a a primary goal and the numbers are one of the most important tools we have to help us understand whether or not we're moving toward that goal. So I want to do this Bookkeeping 101 series as a way of trying to convince you and get you excited about the idea that you can be your own bookkeeper and eventually use those tools that you gain as your own bookkeeper to become your own CFO, to where you're not just tracking your finances, keeping those financials current and accurate, but you're also using them to make smart decisions. And the beauty of it is these skills translate perfectly from your business life to your personal life. For some reason, we never call it bookkeeping when we manage our personal finances, but of course, that's what it is. So I'll try to break this into bite-sized chunks. I want it to be easy to digest. I don't want you to be bored with it. So it may take me two, three, I don't know, five episodes to cover what I think are the most important fundamentals of bookkeeping. But stick with me for a few episodes here and just kind of let this information simmer and hopefully get convinced that you can be your own bookkeeper and actually enjoy it. But today, let's start with the fundamental unit of all bookkeeping, and that is a single transaction. Anytime money comes into your business or goes out of your business or moves around inside your business, more on that later. But anytime any of these things happen, anytime money comes in, goes out, or moves around inside your business, that is a transaction. And bookkeeping is just keeping track of all of those transactions and storing some information about those transactions so that later on you can use all that transaction information, roll it up into reports that you use to gauge the health of your business and to make great decisions about what you should do with your cash to grow your business, increase your income, and reach the the goals of the business. So we're going to start with the transaction. Every transaction in your business has a where, a when, a who, a why, and a how much. The where of every transaction is the account where it actually took place. It's not, you know, amazon.com. It's not the contractor that you paid. That's the who of the transaction. The where of the transaction is my Capital One credit card or PayPal or my checking account. That's the where. The when is the date that the transaction happened. The who is the recipient of the money. Usually I'll call the who The payee, because it might be a client that's paying me some money. In that case, they are the who of the transaction. It might be Amazon.com where I've bought a book. In that case, Amazon is the who of the transaction. But I call the who the payee, P A Y E E payee. The how much of the transaction, of course, is just you know whether it was five hundred dollars that my client paid me, or thirteen dollars and fifty eight cents for a book that I bought from Amazon. And if my client pays me, that's money coming into the business. And if I'm paying Amazon for a book, of course, that's money going back out of the business. But that's the how much. All of those are simple. The where, the when, the who, and the how much. Now, all that leaves is the why of each transaction. And it's really the why where I I think a lot of people get hung up. Because when we talk about the why of a transaction, what we're really talking about is what that money did And when we talk about what that money did, we're talking about the specific category, the classification of that transaction. Now, to try to keep this as simple as possible, going forward, I'm just going to use the word category to describe the job that the money did in the business. Now, the biggest misconception that I think is out there when it comes to categorizing your transactions in your business is that you think that there's a very right way to do this, And that there's a very wrong way to categorize your transactions. And there are some best practices, and it probably deserves its own episode to talk about how I categorize transactions, how I structure my clients' categories. But the thing I want you to understand is that there are no category police out there. Your accountant may not like how you do it when you present her or him with your financials at the end of the year. They may have some follow-up questions with you for you about why did you categorize this transaction this way, or why do you call it this instead of calling it that? But that's fine. We can iron that out at tax time. When you are, when you are categorizing a transaction, you want to apply a label to that transaction that gives you useful information about what that money did, so that later on, you can look at reports that pull all that transaction transaction information together, and you can decide whether you want to do more of those things or less of those things. It's my recommendation, A, that you use a category list that makes sense and feels useful to you, and B, that you use a category list that is granular enough that at a pretty easy glance, you have a lot of information And a lot of detail about all of the transactions in your business. So let me give you an an example of how I would categorize a revenue transaction in my business. I'm a freelance web designer, for example, and my client, Jane Jones, just made a $500 payment to me. So I'm recording that transaction in my financials. The where of that transaction is PayPal. The when is December 1st, 2017. The who is Jane Jones. She's my client. The how much is $500. Now let's talk about the why. The most broad category for that payment from Jane Jones to me is revenue. She gave me $500. I gave her a web design service. That's called revenue. Many, many bookkeepers and business owners stop at that level of detail They call that payment from Jane Revenue, and that's that. When they look at a report later, it's all piled up into this one line, and that line is called Revenue, and it tells us how much money came into the business from the sale of goods and services, but it doesn't give us any more detail than that. Well, I want more detail. So after I classify it as Revenue, I want to go another level deeper. And I also want to say that it was Project Revenue. Because maybe as a freelance web designer, I do one-off projects and maybe I also have retainers and maybe I also sell a course. So I don't want to stop at revenue. I also want to say this is project revenue and I don't want to stop there. Even I want to say that the, the specific project was Jane Jones site redesign. That's another level of detail so that when I'm reviewing my finances later, And I'm asking myself questions about where did my money come from and when did I get it and how much and how did it all work? I don't just know that I got some money and that was revenue. And I don't just know that it was project revenue, but I actually know, oh, that payment was part of the Jane Jones site redesign. The best thing about having a label applied... To that specific transaction that says, oh, this is part of the Jane Jones site redesign is that if I have expenses associated with Jane Jones site redesign, I could compare my expenses and my income for that specific project to check in with whether that project was a good one for me. Did I make good money on that project? Well, if I label all my transactions thoroughly and if I get granular enough, then at a glance, I'll have clarity about whether Jane Jones was a good client for me, whether it was a good profitable project. So I want that detail. Now, the last level of detail that I might go to with a Jane Jones site redesign payment would be that this is payment one of three or one of five. That way, when I'm reviewing the information later, maybe it's a five payment plan. And maybe after Jane has made four payments, she gets the idea that she's finished because her bookkeeping isn't as thorough as mine. And Jane says, Hey, I think we're all set. I can go to Jane and say, Oh, you know what? I actually checked. You made payment one on this day, payment two on that day, payment three on that day, and payment four on that day. I've got it all right here in PayPal. So you do actually still owe me that fifth payment. And I have really easy, really quickly, I have a record that I can show Jane, not because it's a confrontation, but we're just clarifying with Jane. We're just saying that actually Jane, you still owe me that fifth payment. That's why I don't want to stop just by classifying that payment from Jane as revenue. I want to go into as much detail as I can without making the process too tedious. Now, in this episode, we're not going to talk about software, but I want you to use a software that allows you to go deeper than just calling it revenue or just calling it an expense. If it's money leaving the business, I want you to be able to go deeper. Now, different software handles this different ways, but we as users, we as bookkeepers have to be willing to learn how to use the tool in a way that gives us as much detail as we need in order to stay perfectly clear on what's going on with our money without making our bookkeeping process too tedious and time consuming. But for today, I think we should just stop there. I think we should just stop and let you sit with the idea that my job as a bookkeeper is the simple practice of recording the where, the when, the who, the why, and the how much for every dollar that comes into my business or goes out of my business or moves around inside my business. And I think in the next episode, we'll talk about different types of transactions where money's coming into your business, money going out of your business, and money moving around inside your business, because that will then help us understand the reports that we'll use to make great financial decisions. So this is bookkeeping 101, kind of part A. Please let me know if this is useful. Mark at markbutler.com, at Mark Butler Show on Twitter. I hope that this makes this subject feel easy and accessible to you so that you will finally convince yourself that you can handle it. But as always, I hope you're having a great week. I hope you are enjoying the work that you do in your business. And I hope that you're now starting to be convinced that you can master your business finances and your personal finances. And I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon.